Welcome to Ginger and the Beef, the podcast where all of your dreams come true. And won't somebody please think of the children? I'm your co-host for the evening, Daryl, the Beef Hogan, joined by my ginger pogo sister, Isaac Locke. Welcome, Isaac. I don't even know, like, I don't even know where to start. They're getting so obscure now that I'm like, it's almost exhausting. I don't know why I'm a pogo sister. I don't even know what the fuck that is. <laughs> well, I guess the first part, it's just all rubbish, bullshit. Doesn't make any sense. There's no purpose to it at all. Um, I don't know why I did that. I just did that because I couldn't think of anything else to do. So, yeah. But you don't know what a pogo sister is? I don't know that I do. Well, I'm trying to be politically correct. Um, I don't know the male term for pogo sister. I do, but let's just say it's the it's Edmonton's football team, brothers. Do you know who the Edmonton football team is? It's Edmonton Eskimos, right? Elks. The Elks. Yeah, the Edmonton did, Elks. Did they actually change their name? Yeah, they're going to change oh, their yes. name to the Edmonton Elks. Okay, fair enough. See, that's why. That's why it's politically incorrect to say we're Eskimo brothers. So I said Pogo sisters. Because that's, oh. that's the girl version. <laughs> anyway. Pogo sisters is the equivalent of Eskimo brothers? Yeah. I guess doesn't that make sense? Does it, though? <laughs> I mean, I get I get the, I get get the, it. But I, you know, eh. You know? That almost is that that almost kind of like leads you to believe that they did the same at the same time. Well, I I guess I don't know. It was on the Urban Dictionary, so okay. I, well, uh, I guess it's true then. That's well, that place is fact every single week. Yeah, um, every single day. I mean, so we had big plans for this week, and large, large plans, and large Farva had to work a long shift, which happens. And so we had to change our plans. <laughs> my, <laughs> that's my gamer name. Um, so game, gamer tag. Yeah. So the funny thing is like my day like got that little bit longer <laughs> because my coworker forgot his keys at the crew shack on the job site. So after the entire day that we had where we already worked late, we got back to the yard and he walked up to his car to like unlock his car and he didn't have a fucking key. So it didn't unlock. And he's like, he just put his head down and he's just like, fuck. He's like, can I have a ride to my car to go get the keys? Yeah. So the other guy that came in with us, he had a, he had the keys to the, the crew shack. So he took them back. And then I long story, but I waited a little longer just in case he needed a ride in case he couldn't get his keys. In case you couldn't find him. But uh, anyways, yeah, long story long. Uh, it was a long, long day. Long story long. It was a long. Hey, I understand that. It happens. I have long days every day right now. Um, this week's been especially long because I'm, I'm like taking next week off. And it's got to be. It, my boss said it perfectly, actually. He said, when you take a week off, it's almost worse than not or worse than actually just working because you have like a double busy week the week before and a double busy week the week after. And I know it's not like that in, in a lot of, um, how, I'm trying to say this in the good way, in like a lot of blue-collar jobs where the crews still work without you, they just figure things out. But for like account maintenance and sales and jobs that you have, like projects on the go. Time stands this, still. It does. It just waits. Everything that I leave today waits for me to get back when I get back, except there's a whole other week work of the stuff that compounds on top of it. So just, yeah, it just, it sucks. Yeah, I I hear you. That's fair. So did uh, I hear a cough in the background? Oh, yeah. I'm drinking bourbon and usually the first first drink or sip or two catches me in the old throats, you know? Oh, see, I thought thought it was Dan. Oh, but no. uh, but we do. Uh, Dan. Dan is here. We have another uh, guest, uh, well-known guest, Dan. He was here last week. Dan, what's up, buddy? Hello. Oh, he's still there. I thought maybe he left because he's like, "Hey, they're not including me in the conversation." <laughs> oh no, I was like, I was like, I don't know. Do I kind of lay low until they're like, "Oh, hey, we have a guest today" or whatever? So I'm just like, I said something, you, but maybe I'm did just going to chill here. We didn't. Uh, we totally just ignored you. Yep. But either way, you're here. Oh, that's totally fine. 
thanks for coming. It's our show, so you know, fuck you. But we love yeah, having well. you here. And uh, yeah, we just we just figured we might as well. If we did the podium boys last week, we might as well just go back to back, and uh, and just have Dan come back and just regale you with stories of life. Yes. And for those that don't know or don't didn't listen, Podium Boys is because Daryl, myself, and Dan, uh, we finished one, two, three in the old fantasy hockey league this year. So that is correct. Hence Podium Boys. Yeah, I got the but if you ain't first, you're last. So Isaac's the only one who actually won. I wasn't gonna say it. I wasn't gonna <laughs> but, say it. But Dan and I at least got our money back, so we're golden. Oh. True. That's, I, uh, that, I started. That's the big... I started from knowing nothing. I went into that draft like I don't know. I should have thought about it a little bit and said, "Hey, what are the categories? Maybe I should get a guy who's good at some of these categories." But I just kind of went for it. I was like, "Ah, oh, I like this player. Nah, this guy's good." And so somehow... something, something that we touched on last week that after the episode, Dan's like, "Oh, thanks for not getting into it. Might as well get into it right now." Uh, Dan, 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 we have his nickname is Spreadsheets. Spreadsheets, <laughs> because like, because like halfway through the season, he's like, if I actually plan this, just like you just said, you know, I think I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast. If we did, I apologize. But nah. but Dan, we didn't remember because I said he's our Billy Bean, and then I went on a tangent about Billy Bean. Oh yeah, no, I I went on a shitty tangent, and then you you know fixed my tangent with your tangent. It was perfect. Um, but Dan, like halfway oh, through yeah. the season, went went. Oh shit! I guess I need to do something to win, and then he's like, "I know how to use spreadsheets." Boom. That was kind of Pull, pulled out pulled out the Excel and just went to town. I was uh, not doing so hot. I was kind of near the bottom there, and uh, you know, maybe I made a move or two a week, like I dropped a guy or two. But I was like, oh, I kind of like my players and all this sort of stuff. And then I was getting dummied by Isaac and. Uh, <laughs> Just, just getting wrecked, and and Daryl, you said you told me that um, Isaac told you that he's probably going to have maybe three players that he started the uh, the league with, um, and he's just dropping players, swapping swapping them in and out, and right away that kind of like dawned on me. I'm like, oh, I've got like seven moves every single week. Like maybe there's a way to use this, and so then I grabbed like a piece of paper. And I was like, all right, who do I got playing next week? So I just like wrote down all my guys who are playing. And then I just looked at all their schedules and I kind of like, you know, looked if there's any players who were kind of redundant. And I was like, you, you legitimately Billy Bean did. So I guess the way Isaac explained what Billy Bean did last week is that there's teams that didn't have that much money. The Oakland athletics didn't have that much money to buy a big team like, you know, the Yankees or the Red Sox or whoever did. And so he said, well, screw it. Let's use the math. Or I guess him and I don't know who the real guy's name is, but Jonah Hill in the movie, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, But him and that guy, they used math to make a team that could get them runs, essentially. Yeah, math. Right? Math. They they got, they, they, yeah, they essentially like. They used stats. they, They built their team around guys that could play their positions like, um, that could play their positions decently, but would get them points. Well, yeah, like, well, but not like yeah. they weren't like great at everything. So like, the, you know, they got a guy in first base who was just exceptionally good at playing first base and he really didn't do much else. Or they picked up another guy who got a lot of hits, made good contact on the ball. Not a home run guy, maybe not even an RBI guy, but just got on base. And they just and built their team yeah. based on that theory. Right. And so that's, that's kind of what Dan did. Yeah. yeah. Like I had to, um, I had some deficiencies on my team and I, you know, had to, you know, kind of week by week, just kind of target like the best players available that not only kind of filled those roles, but also um, like my spreadsheet wasn't, you know, like running numbers and like trying to optimize which players are on my team that might that way. My spreadsheet was literally just a grid to see how many times each player played during the week. And if they, I had to sit players, there's a player who maybe played twice in like uh, two weeks um, they played like four times in total then you know hey maybe I should you know drop that um, yeah and then that way you can maximize the amount of games played per week which which gave you that much more potential if they had an average score that was decent so I like how we're, we're outing our we're outing ourselves by our, like our strategy for getting first second and third well 
well, it's not really outing ourselves. If the other guys want to do that, they go ahead. We're still going to fucking destroy them next year, boys. Oh, shit. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I was, don't know. I'll say. Yeah, we, 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 we don't need to go nuts in, in here. Like, like, well, we can end it right there. I just, we were talking about hockey last week. We touched on it here just to, to get going, but, yeah. but, uh, yeah, I don't want yeah, everybody. We don't, we don't need to get everyone all, all my secrets, bro. Isaac's secret is that he just wins at everything he does, and that's what he—that's his life goal. That's his mission. I don't win at everything I do. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That sounds like you know some residual salt from years of whatever. <laughs> so salt, Daryl. Do you ever think Salty that I beef did, over here? I just I just beat you at everything. <laughs> it's, that's very possible. That is absolutely possible, and I'm I'm I've grown to live with it. I don't no, you love haven't, it, but you've I've grown to live with it more often now than you ever have before. Yeah, that's true. Salt. Well, it's okay, hey, man. Better luck we'll next year. That's it, right? Well, we'll yeah. see what happens in these playoffs right now, boys. Totally I worth it. I don't know. I think I think Tampa Bay is winning today. There's a game on tonight. But so the I'm reason the, I'm going for the Islanders. I think we talked about that. We did. And yeah. we'll. Canadians yeah, and yeah. Legit. Right now it's 1-1 in both series because it's Thursday night. 1-1. So nice. the reason I was off next week, I was going to go there and then we just stopped, but the reason I'm off next week uh, for work is because on Tuesday, unless it happens naturally earlier, uh, I'm going to have a new child in my life. A, a baby boy is going to be born that day. And fam, 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 fam. Pretty excited. I'm I'm stoked. We uh we can't wait to do it. My wife is super happy um, that she's still pregnant. She loves it. It's great. She's super kind to me all the time too. Yeah, that's you hear that so often, right? Where moms are at the the, the last few weeks of pregnancy, and they're just like, "Oh, I just wish this would go on longer." They just want you know? more of it, and yeah. they're very nice to the people around them all the time. One hundred percent. I understand. Like they're, it's a special thing. They're growing a, a human inside of them. So why not enjoy it for a couple extra weeks? <laughs> right? Just stay in it just, there. It just makes sense. But yeah. we we were going to record. Uh, we're going to next week's episode. We're going to have to record early. So we're going to probably record it this weekend. But um, by the time next week's episode airs, there will be a child coming around. And, Damn. And what's what's Woo. fun about it. This is uh, this is a good segue, boys. What's fun about it is that is that as the years roll on, we get to start to plan their birthday parties. Mm. And. And I love birthday parties. When I was a kid, I loved them. I I hate them as an adult, like being an adult. I don't want one for me. But like kids parties. Yeah, I hear that. You know, I find kids parties so much fun. And even just trying to think of something cool that I don't know that that other kids are gonna that the other kids are gonna enjoy and the friends are gonna love. I don't know. I th- I find that it's a challenge, but it's it's a it's fun. So do you guys remember birthday parties from when you were kids? Did you guys have anything that was memorable? Oh, hell yeah. Um, we played this really fun game at Dairy Queen called Find Dan's Retainer in the Garbage Can. <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah, dude. Oh, classic. <laughs> classic. What a so, man, like game. We, it, was, it was actually a pretty good um, birthday. Like every... A lot of people, what we would do for our birthdays is we would go to the Castlegar pool because, um, I don't know, it was just, it was a dope pool. And then afterwards, we'd go to Dairy Queen or something like that. Um, so for those who and, don't know, Castlegar is, Dan grew up in Nelson, BC. And yeah. Castlegar is a town like 20 minutes away. All these Pretty little close. small interior BC towns, not all of them have all the amenities. So you have to drive around between towns to get what you need. True. Essentially. Yeah, sorry, continue. A few moments later. Oh, I see. Um, here, I think I might have uh, figured something out. Okay. Um, wow, so, you just got crisp and clear right there. So my it's, mic was backwards. It's almost and... as if it's almost as if Daryl sent you a text message. No, nah, nah, <laughs> I just, I, I was just talking and I looked at my mic and I noticed there was a big sticker on it and that's on the back of the mic. And I thought, well, that's probably going to, you know, be affecting my, my audio a little bit. So well, it's, yeah. it honestly, that, it's not what it did. That'll so, get it. <laughs> that'll, that'll do donkey. That'll do. 
did you Wait. send me? Oh yeah, you did send me a text. <laughs> I nice. totally did send him a text like ten minutes ago. It's I'm all good. Out, I'm gonna out a buddy right now, and it's just regarding this whole mic debacle. But uh, yeah, yeah. at work, we like to do a drawing of our job site on the whiteboard to show like our safety devices and yada yada. And you're always supposed to put north on the map or on your drawing, right? So to, to indicate where north is. Um, and I forgot I did the drawing and I forgot to do uh, the north. And my coworker, he's like, you forgot, to, you forgot to put north on the map, idiot. And he put north on the map facing the wrong way. So he put north on the south side? No, he put north pointing up. But the way that I drew it, north wasn't that direction. North was facing east. <laughs> so I was like, that's yeah. not north, man. But and that's our and that's our and that's our good buddy Stephen Smith. He's a found wonderful dude. Fifty bucks after. <laughs> so Dan, sorry, you went to Castlegar to the pool and then you go to Dairy Queen. Was that kind of yeah, the, yeah. every year? Like, is that like little kid? Is that like five years old? Um, I mean, it was it was a it was a range. I can't I can't remember. I mean, there was some point you know teenagerish where it stopped being a thing. But you know, we did that like lots of different kids kind of did it. But anyways, we. Uh, one time, like I had this retainer uh, just for a p- brief period of time before I went into full blown bla- bracers. So I took this thing out. I wrapped it in some, you know, paper towel because I was like, hey, I just don't want, you know, I got to take this out to eat. And then it was thrown away. And basically, we had to s- sit around as the uh, Dairy Queen staff, like, graciously dug through their trash to find it. And they did. <laughs> and the thing's expensive. So. Um, fair, fair enough i thought as an adult looking back i'm pretty grateful but it was just like it's probably it was pretty brutal because i'm just like st- we're just standing there as kids we kind of want to leave at that point we're like all just standing there in the in the dairy queen it was it was it was kind of rough had i been the manager of that dairy queen i would have told you to dig through the trash yourself oh i mean i <laughs> that's pretty kind I of them to do but, but that's I had, a, I had a retainer as well when i was a kid I had, yeah. a, I had a cross bite, so I had a, I'd had a retainer, I think, for a, maybe like a year, year and a half. Hell yeah, retainer crew. Yeah, I, had a, I had I to never, learn how to talk I again. Had one. Yeah, I've I've never had a retainer. Never had braces. Um, I had two of my wisdom teeth out. I had some cavities. We're gonna, we're gonna go through our whole dental histories here. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. You but, just had to join in on the on the. Me and Dan are like homies because we're retainer bros, and now you just gotta like, yeah, you, you just gotta squeeze in there. Yeah, it's true. Just let it go, man. You got nice teeth. I, I'll, I'll take it. Uh, yeah, take like that. I, when when you run. said, to be fair, Dan, when you first said we had a retainer party or we had to find our retainers of a birthday party, I thought that there was like a bully who every year on your birthday would pull your retainer out and throw it in the garbage. Oh, <laughs> and then man. you had to dig through for it. <laughs> I thought you were pu- peeling back some, some childhood traumas and uh, <laughs> you were going to be real upset about it. Like a therapy session, having to talk to talk to us about it. What about you, Isaac? Gosh. Do you have anything from from when you were a kid? Did you guys? I know Kitimat's pretty small. You don't have all the amenities, but uh, anything memorable um, for you? Uh, to be like totally honest, like my my memory's not the best, but I do I do have memory of um of uh, one birthday in particular where I had. Uh, I had friends over. I'm trying to remember how old I was. It was on. It was when I lived on Gander, which is irrelevant to any of you. Um, but except for Aaron, shout out to Aaron. Except for Aaron, Aaron. he still sends me pictures of that house once in a while. Um, anyways, we had I had some friends over, and at this birthday party, I almost broke my neck. Um, in my own house, yeah. So it was. We thought it was a no. We thought it was a great idea to. We were going to have a sleepover. I think there was like at least three or four of my friends over for my for my birthday sleepover. And uh, I don't remember whose idea it was, but we all thought it was a great idea to zip ourselves up in our sleeping bags individually and then throw ourselves down the stairs. Oh, that was so much fun as a kid. So like, at one like, point, uh, I although was Although we would just of, lay down when we did it. We wouldn't throw ourselves. This is your birthday story then? No, I'm just saying... Fuck! I was just saying, like <laughs> sliding down. I'll just crawl into this corner off. here. Sorry. <laughs> okay, that so, rattled you. Yeah, wow. rattled. So, uh, what I was saying about my birthday next story is, uh, we threw ourselves down the stairs in our sleeping bags, and then one of the times down the stairs, I think there was two or three of us at the same time, and I ended up head first, face down, 
my head caught a stair and then the weight of my friends rolling over me, my whole neck and head like folded under my body. And then I kind of somersaulted down following that. And I like landed and I swear to God, I thought I had a broken neck and uh, like my ears were ringing and I was like dizzy, but then I just kind of walked it off and we continued for the rest of the evening. So that yeah. actually sounds a bit terrifying. I was yeah, like, like, if that happened now, I probably would have like checked myself in somewhere for sure. That's <laughs> nuts. So uh, yeah, all I was saying was that sometimes when we were kids, we would do the same thing with sleeping bags downstairs, but it was usually, you know, one at a time and you would just sit down at the top and slide down on your ass. I don't know. Yeah. We weren't as crazy as you kid matters. Yeah, it was, uh, I don't know how Karen let that happen, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. Man. Well, it, it, sometimes stuff happens. We had, um, we, I, uh, I can't remember many of my birthday parties specifically. I remember other Did friends. Did any of it birthday in, parties? involve like getting hurt? Mine? Yeah. Cause no. that's like a Canadian kid thing is like, we like to do things that like could possibly like injure ourselves. Well, we've, I think we talked about this before, but like not at birthday parties, but when we were, you know, 10, 11, 12 years old, we used to do the pass out game, but that was about it. You know, like where you like bend over and breathe heavy and then you lift yourself up and then people will like stop your chest. Yeah. From, yeah. You know, the pass out game, smart, smart decisions, probably killed a few blood brain cells on that one. But just ask, just ask Justin how about that one. We gave him, he called it the Hawaiian sunrise. Does that sound familiar to you guys? Sounds like a weed strain. I mean, yeah. <laughs> he might've made it up, but he took a giant hoot and then chugged a beer. And then before blowing the smoke out, he wanted me to pass him out. So like he leaned up and he, he like, uh, he chugged a beer. What did he do? Took a hoot, chugged a beer, blew the smoke out, then quickly hyperventilated, leaned up against the door. And I like pumped his chest with his arms until he passed out. And he like went down like what? he went down in like a full groan. Like, you know how That's... guys like will groan while they're passing out? Like, yeah. he fully yeah. went down groaning and like eyes rolled back in his head and we we're like, holy fuck. So I'm like, slapping him in the face and he like comes to and he had no idea what happened. Zero. He didn't even know where the fuck he was. Like Brutal. it was. Yeah. Justin That's... would. Uh, uh, he would remember that that story, but like. He would probably be like, yeah, I don't remember exactly what happened. But, oh, yeah. That's horrible. I I wouldn't, I guess I didn't, I'm, a, I'm kind of a pussy. I didn't do a lot of things that, that my friends did. I wouldn't do that though. That's nuts. It was pretty well, nice. We had like, we had all these games that included like hurting each other. Like I'm sure you guys had the game where red ass, you know, you did the circle with your hand and then punch the guy in the shoulder if he looks at it. Yeah, that's from Malcolm in the Middle. Explain. I mean, well, that's basically. I'm uh, not exactly sure. Like, so, I never watched Malcolm in the Middle, so I don't know the origins of it. But so like, on Malcolm in the Middle, they're playing this game where you do the you do three fingers and you have a circle. If it's below your waist and the other guy inadvertently looks at it, then you get to punch him in the arm. And so they do it on Malcolm in the Middle for I think it's just one episode that they that the all all three of the kids with their friend Stevie focused on that and they were just doing it the whole episode. <laughs> and then, and then, yeah, it just started at school every, every day for years, years. It was just, if you saw someone with their hands down, they'd punch you in the arm. So now I think that that hand signal apparently has been canceled. I think, <laughs> I don't know why yeah. or how, but it was canceled, even though it's a fun, innocent game from Malcolm in the middle, but whatever. That's yeah. It's uh I heard it was something like they were thinking it was like a white supremacist symbol or something, maybe. Yeah, well, hold hold up, um, hold it up, kind of like you're doing like an OK. And the your, the three fingers that you're pointing up is the W for white. And then the circle and then your arm your is arm. a P for power. So that's what they're saying is it's like a oh my God. Like kind of Nazi Little, sort of. All those people need to fucking shut up because it's also it's, a. A, it's a little black kid that that beats up on the white kid because they were teasing him the whole episode and he finally wins at the end. Spoiler alert, sorry, but Stevie wins because he gets them and it's like it's amazing. I don't oh, know. Yeah. Screw that. Those people that think that stupid things that kids do are Cancel somehow. Culture. Well, did you guys yeah. have doorknob? Um, have have a doorknob? 
No, no, uh, doorknob. The you, game say, doorknob. you say doorknob to someone and then you punch them. I can't remember exactly what the purpose is or how it worked, but yeah, we played that. So yeah, if somebody farts, um, Fart. without if you saying say safety, safety, yeah, then you're safe. But if somebody else says doorknob before you say safety, you have to touch a doorknob, and people get to punch you until you know you touch the doorknob. Uh, there's alternate versions of this where um, you have to say five like uh, cereal um, brands. Oh yeah, like I've- chocolate bars. I I, yeah, yeah. I did I yeah, did name a bunch of chocolate bars that sort of stuff so like you have to like you know say a bunch of um like memory memory stuff uh before they can stop uh, punching you so yeah oh, I got just you. another violent my brother did that to me game. when I was a kid he would pin me down he'd do the tap on the forehead named ten chocolate bars but he would hit me fucking hard over yeah. and over, oh, yeah, and over yeah. again tapping my forehead named ten chocolate bars Daryl named ten chocolate bars yeah I do brother. that to Jed I do that to my little brother too. Older brothers are assholes. <laughs> um, did you guys ever play red ass? Okay, is that oh, the same as that? bear ass? Is that I'm, I'm assuming they probably are. Does it involve it's, a wall and a tennis ball? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely oh, play that. Yeah. So, so essentially, some people call it I, wall ball because that's the more wall ball. You were allowed swearing. to call it that at recess. Yeah. Yeah. The teachers wouldn't give you trouble for calling it wall ball. They didn't even True. care that yeah, you threw balls wall at each ball, other. I think or something. I can't remember what we called it. I see if you guys play by the same rules. So you. Th- basically just take turns throwing this tennis ball against the wall and then it has to, and then it has to come bounce back to you. And if you catch it with, if you catch it with one hand without dropping it, you just keep throwing it. And then the next person, whoever else is in front of it, whatever they catch it. And if they don't catch it, then they have to immediately drop it. Like if they drop it without catching it with one hand or they fuck it up, they have to just put it down and run as fast as they can and try to touch the wall before somebody picks it up and throws it and hits the wall with it. Yeah. And if they throw the and hit the wall first before you touch the wall, then you have to stand against the wall facing the wall and they can throw the ball as hard as they can at you, hoping yeah. to hit you. Oh, hence, yeah, that's exact nickname, red ass. Exact rules. I don't know why ours is called bear ass. I, don't, <laughs> I have no idea. That's just Silver Lake kids. I don't know. Um, but no, it's the exact same game. And, and there'd be like, you'd have a group of like five, 10 people playing and it was fun. I loved that game. Yeah, we should we yeah, should honestly great. go to the schoolyard and play that. That I'd sounds like fun. <laughs> I would love to play little games like that. Some sometimes, uh, you know, I, that was really the only one that I played on a consistent basis that uh, gave pain. Oh, except for uh, we play quarters like on the ground. Yeah, quarters. Where you have to put your hand on the ground, and sometimes we'd use loonies and toonies. That sucked, and we, I had a couple friends that could flick that loonie super hard at your knuckles. It hurt. Oh man. I, I just and knuckles those games you, too. You just reminded me of that game quarters. I think I played that game like maybe five times, and I ref, like I would be the one not necessarily winning, but I would refuse to quit, and I'd have like fucking bloody knuckles for the rest of the week. That's why it was called bloody knuckles. You're right. It was called bloody knuckles. Yeah. It wasn't just knuckles. No, what? no, bloody. That was bloody knuckles. The quarter knuckles was when uh, you lined up. Yeah, your um, hands. With, uh, you know, fists, like, uh, and then you would take turns, like trying to like. Um, just like hit each hit other's the top knuckles. of each hit the top of each other's hand. Isaac and I used to play yep. that when we lived together, and he would destroy me, and I didn't want to quit. And he would <laughs> pound because because he would he would make it so he angled his middle finger knuckle down into the top of my hand every oh. time he got me, and he'd hit the same spot over and over again. Do you remember this, Isaac? Yeah, and it would end up you, we would go would, so long that both of our <laughs> like both of our hands, the top of our hands, would be swell up. Be swell. Boys are stupid. Yeah, <laughs> That's pretty, all I can say. Dumb. That was no. Well, that was just an alternative version of slaps. Yeah, played slaps a lot thing. too. Yeah. That's just like an, an aggressive version of that. Yep. Yeah. Except, well, I bet you, you, you guys never free played shots. that. Sorry, go ahead, Dan. Uh, um, we had in high school something called a junk tag. Is that a where you try tag? to tag each other's penises? Uh, bags. Yes. Te- testicles. Yeah. Actually, oh, we did that. Yeah. Yeah, oh, but like the idea is like you, um, it's like a backhand slap, which is, you know, oh, not you fun. Can, and you can whip your fingers Ooh. hard. We we didn't necessarily um, have bag. Sorry, I, I want to let you get into that because I, I want to hear your rules. We didn't necessarily have bag tag. I think it just started with jackass. We watched jackass on TV and they were hitting each other in the balls. And then from then on, we just started hitting each other in the balls, not for a game, just at any time. If there was an opportunity, you just smacked your buddy in the balls. 
Yeah, no, we we made a whole game out of it. What's the game? Tell tell us about this. Well, I mean, it's just like regular tag, but whoever's it, you have to tag somebody by slapping them in the nuts. And, you know... <laughs> One round and everyone's <laughs> laying on the ground in pain. <laughs> but that's the thing, is this game... How are you supposed to is, run when you're when you're it? Like, no, no, when, when you're... You know, when you're it, you can't just hit somebody because they'll just stand there with their hands covering, you know, that entire area. Then you can't tag them. It doesn't count. So, um you have to, you know, be strategic about it. So the game persists through days and weeks. Oh, I and, see. And, oh, man, there was... Uh, I set up probably the best tag of, like, the entire time we ever played that game. And so <clears throat> there's this kid that, you know, we got tired of. Um, from time to time. So, you know, we didn't really want him to hang around a little bit. And so we kind of conspired to, you know, get a really good one on him. And so... Oh, you were the bully. Well, not necessarily. I I would just say that, like, you know, there's always that one kid that you kind of pick on a little bit more um, that's a part of your group, but they're still a part of your group, you know? That was usually me. (laughs) That was sometimes me. Um, It kind of rotated, which is good. What'd you do to Um, him? But... Uh, so I got like stealth, um, like tags. So like, you know, it wasn't like like really really bad one. Um, and then uh, this guy, his name is Matt. He's a pretty tall guy, and he was, uh, you know, how you would go to the to this to the video store and you'd get the video game, um, and then before you got home to play the video game, you'd, you know, open up the thing, you'd look at the manual, you'd read the manual and stuff, and you'd be like, oh, man, I can't wait to go home to play this video game sort of thing. Yep, 100%. Oh, yeah. So he's standing there, and he's doing that, right? He's got that open, um, and he's showing everybody the video game, and uh, everybody's looking at the manual, and I, like, casually drop a, um, a pencil on the ground, and I go to pick it up, and then on the on the me standing back up, it was less of a slap, a little bit more of an uppercut, but it wasn't really an uppercut. Um, in any case, I, I gave him like a really, really, really bad, <laughs> unsurprising tag. And um, yeah, it was, it was a little bit intense, but I was kind of <laughs> proud of setting that thing up. Oh, that's so that's, I just, I get that feeling. So when I was trying to quit smoking this last year, any time that I would be stupid and buy a pack of smokes, Michelle would slap me in the balls because she's like, it's the only way you're going to remember. And it, it for now it's uh-huh, yeah. it worked. Um, she would hit me in the nuts every time, but it, 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 sometimes it brings back the memories. I remember one time in high school, this kid named John, Johnny, who was a friend. Um, he was leaving the gym and his name was John, Johnny. No, Johnny. His name oh, is Johnny. John I was going to say John, but his name, he go, he went by Johnny. So, <laughs> fuck you uh anyway johnny was coming out of the gym and he, he had to leave these he had to go down these stairs into like the the common area or cafeteria and uh, i was just standing down there chatting with another buddy and we saw him coming and he had a babington racket in his hand but he had the cover on it so you know if you swing it sideways you can get that wind to catch it and it just goes he used that and went sideways and hit me and i actually there was the only time i threw up from getting hit in the balls oh it wow was, it was, good I lord was, it was the most pain I've ever felt from that. It, it, it was horrible. It just radiates from that space to it every other up part into of your, your stomach. And then it just sits there. It's a weird yeah. feeling. Now we're not going to compare it to other feelings that other uh, people may get in their life and say one's worse or one's better, but it fuck it sucks. <laughs> yeah. I've heard it's very similar to giving birth, except I heard that getting hit in the nuts is way worse. <laughs> oh, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> One hundred percent. Speaking of getting hit in the balls, that's going to happen to me probably at some point soon. <laughs> soon, soon as Amanda uh, hears this, yeah, uh, yeah. Good point. Just kidding. Good, good. good well, I, good thing that uh, she doesn't listen that often. That she admitted to that. Right? So, <laughs> so true. Yeah. So you're, you're golden. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Michelle will hit you in the balls when she sees you because she's she's about to give birth and she will hit you in the balls for for having said that about <laughs> about it. Now I'll, I'll I'm going to defend both sides. Neither, none of us will ever be able to know what the pain is 
Like, I will never know what it's like. I'm a guy. I will never, I'm a biological male. I will never know what it's like to give birth. And a female will never well, know what hope. it's like to get hit in the balls. Well, yeah, you're right. With with CRISPR, maybe I'll be able to do that. I don't know. But for now, well, I can't. So, so I had my knee dislocated and relocated within like the same like moment. And that was like insanely painful. When I was talking to the doctor and he was kind of talking about a pain scale, he said like that was probably like a nine out of 10, which is pretty insane. And I was like, so I'm like, I said, I'm assuming 10 is childbirth. And he's like, yeah, I'm like, is there anything else up there? And he said, passing kidney stones can be a 10. Fair enough. Good Lord. Oh, actually, no, I've, and I'm not, I'm not putting him down in any way. I'm just telling it. Dustin, when I lived in Canmore with Dustin, he, he had kidney stones. He had an attack one day or whatever, like it, it was happening. And Dustin's a pretty tough guy and he doesn't, he doesn't really, you know, he doesn't really keel over in pain ever, but he was on the ground laying in pain and I had to get him over to the emergency room so they could give him some fucking painkillers. Cause it was, yeah, I don't know. I heard my mom had kidney stones a whole bunch when I was growing up and we heard how bad it was. And then just thinking of the extra, you know, however many inches it's got to go as a dude down your urethra with a rock that's sharp and jagged. I can't even imagine. It would hurt so bad. Yeah. One of my coworkers explained it as a blinding pain that he had no time to react other than to just fall to the floor and yeah. like curl up in a ball. That's when, when I had to help Dusty get down to the car, he was curled up on his bathroom floor and he was screaming in pain and I was we were getting ready for work and it's like, sorry, enterprise, we're not going to open today. Um, <laughs> we're, we're going to the hospital, but yeah, it was kind of just crazy seeing the amount of pain. And so that's a good, a good, a good, uh, a good tidbit you had there, Dan. Now yeah, here's, there here's a question. Do you think kidney stones is worse than being suspended for four games that your team inevitably gets swept out of the playoffs from? <laughs> oh segue do we want to talk do we want to talk the shifley suspension briefly you go ahead okay i i say un uh the hit there this is this is cut and dry and very fucking bare bones shouldn't have been a suspension in my opinion was it necessary i don't think it was a necessary hit uh was it clean i don't think that it was dirty uh and he's also not a repeat offender so I don't know how he gets four games. No, it should have been as like the leading scorer of their team. No, it makes sense. It totally makes sense. And the reason it makes sense is because it was probably, I would say that hit was worse than Aaron Rome on and on Horton. That so, that's that's my opinion. I think it's worth the four games just because Aaron Rome got four games. And yeah, I'm still salty about that bullshit. I don't know. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure, pretty sure George Peros doesn't know who the fuck Aaron Rome is. I do, but he probably doesn't. Who's Aaron Rome? A former Canuck defenseman. Oh yeah. He, he hit a guy like half second late and got, uh, four games in the Stanley cup finals. um, When was this in 1990? Another defenseman in 94. Um, No. Oh no. This was, uh, the, in 11. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, I'll give you that. Bruins one. But anyways, I'll argue though. Like, Imagine, say, a Pasternak. He fucking does a throws a hit like that, or a Marchand. Well, I guess Marchand is probably getting it too because he's a he's a repeat guy. Yeah. Shifley's not really done anything in his career that I can no. that I can tell. I haven't really looked that hard, but um, and he's finished in the, he finished the season in the in ninth in scoring for the league. Mm-hmm. And you're telling me that a questionably dirty hit. I still like I say it's not dirty it's not worth it's not worth four games it's not worth four games and and furthermore like in more recent uh history what's his name fucking tom wilson just got that uh five thousand dollar fine for basically slamming a superstar's head into the ice argue it for whatever you want like i don't know i i i don't know where i stand on that one but the guy gets he's a he's a repeat repeat offender he gets a five thousand dollar fine, and then you got a superstar who is a leading scorer of his team in a playoff run, and they give him four games for a questionable hit. I just I don't see where the consistency. That's like as bad as the goaltender interference calls these days are now. Yeah. No, I just I think I thought it was too long for sure. Yeah, I think it, I, I'm 
I think game misconduct, and that and that's it. Wasn't it the first period? Just kick him out for the rest of the game. Yeah, if that. Like honestly, I might give him like charging and maybe yeah, well, two minutes maybe just because it looked bad. But you look at it over and over again, and it's not dirty. It wasn't yeah. even late, and he didn't charge him. He wasn't even he 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 coasted the last two or three strides that he could have taken. He coasted so. Yeah, and the other guy's head was definitely down. He wasn't looking at all. Mm-hmm. But uh, like I said, it wasn't necessary. It was one of those hits that he didn't need to make. Like he had the guy in a position where it was like that they don't exist anymore because the NHL is different now. But trolley tracks, you used to get ca- caught in the trolley cra- tracks. There was really nowhere you could go, and you just get fucking smoked. That guy committed to making that wraparound play, and he was going to get smoked. And Shifley didn't let up. Not a dirty hit, in my opinion. Hmm. Yeah, <clears throat> I think uh, I think I think it's charging. Like I I don't I I think that that's an accurate thing, but I feel like that's not like a suspendable hit. I think you could make the argument for charging. You could just because of the distance traveled. I mean, he gl- he stopped like he started to glide and everything. Um. So, and the other part of it too is he's like trying to prevent the goal, right? So he doesn't want to like lose that much speed because then like what's the point? So you know he's trying to walk a fine line of like not you know, charging and still getting there in time to, you know, negate the goal. He obviously didn't, but yeah. um, I feel like, yeah, maybe that's a two minute penalty. Um, maybe like that's probably where it should have ended, but yeah, like I said, where it was, I thought it should have been maybe a two minute penalty just because it looked bad. Right. And yeah. the guy got hurt. Like, obviously you don't want, you want to see a guy get hurt, but no. at the same time, like you put yourself in a position like that when you know, there's guys back checking. It is what it is. Um, I think having I think, said that, do you guys think the series would have gone differently had Shifley been in play? I don't know. Mm, it's the maybe. same. It's the same. Maybe, maybe Winnipeg would have won one game. I still think. I still think Montreal would have won. Montreal would have made it through. I don't know. Well, that hit just kind of added to Montreal's kind Their of fire. mental um, momentum that they had. Like they just feel like. You know, they don't feel like they're on top. They feel like they still have to fight for every inch of everything, but they feel like they can. And if they just kind of keep doing it, they'll they'll make it sort of thing. So they're kind of like they're in the perfect mental state to kind of, you know, just. I don't know, they might actually be able to crack, uh, you know, the I mean, everybody cracks Vegas at one point because they obviously don't have a cup. But Well, the <laughs> there you go. Shots fired. Uh, no, the, uh, the other thing I, you could, you could make that argument in there. I think there was three different series in the playoffs this year that had that there was uh Florida with, uh, what's his nuts. Sorry. My mind gone blank on him. Um, Sam Bennett, Florida, Sam Bennett was out. So they lost because he was out there. You could argue, make that argument that that's why they lost, or maybe they would have played better had he been there. Um, same thing, Colorado, maybe they would have played better against Vegas had Kadri been there. So I don't know, man. I think, I guess I think you can make both that those, both those players are nowhere near the caliber that Shifley is, but no, you're, you're probably right. Uh, that was it. I, I was going to say a way to solve this, um, like a real way. I think, I think a legitimate way to solve this is for, uh, electronic arts to bring back the after whistle hits in NHL. Um, oh, the amen. way, the way we used to be able to do it. And that will, because then people will get that out of their system and Reach. it won't happen on the ice. Yeah, and and it'll hits be, like this won't happen because it'll be safer. People can out get there. that out. It will be, and yeah. I think I just solved a problem. And I don't know about you guys, but I think we should write letters, strongly opinionated letters, uh, to EA saying emails, emails, bring back well, electronic letters. Yeah, e- emails. Yeah. Um, I was just gonna say uh, last little bit here about the Shifley thing. Um, having played a decent amount of hockey. Me oh, knowing, like, Isaac, I play a decent amount of hockey. Yeah, I was super braggy. Um, <laughs> just if I go into a matchup against a team knowing that we just lost, like our one of our leaders and our best goal scorer, that is a hundred percent deflating. No matter what way you try to spin it for the team, um, so I think that Winnipeg was definitely at a disadvantage once they lost him. But that actually oh, makes I, huge. Yeah, that makes, I don't that care. makes a lot of sense. Actually, I don't care either seriously. way because if Winnipeg won 
then I would have had a coworker happy. And if Montreal, the Montreal did win and I have another coworker happy, I don't like really either of them any more than the other, uh, or less for that matter. But like I said, if, if, uh, I mean, if it same, same goes for the other side, like if, uh, I don't know if they lost Caulfield or they lost fucking one of their best scorers or they lost Carey Price in the first game of the series, you think that the series wouldn't have gone differently? Yeah, I think probably it would have. Right. I thought, so. and, and I guess part of me, and I, I had never played in the room, I never played hockey, but part of me think thought, not necessarily thinks, but thought that um, having someone out would potentially light a fire under you guys and go, hey, we got to do this for them. But I know that's, that probably doesn't make sense. That's that's a movie quip and not a reality. No, I, it, it's not like far off, but I think that the... The deflation, like the, you the, said, the lack was of, very, that, yeah. that makes sense. Not having that guy in the in the game, I think, is just outweighs the power of positive positivity that you can muster uh, around, you know, rallying for somebody like that. But I don't know. Montreal might have still won. It might just gone. It might have just gone seven games instead of a, a sweep. Right? You never know. But maybe next year. Maybe next year we'll find out. There's always next year. Uh, I don't there's know if you guys. Next year. There's always there's always next year, boys. And next year's a real full year. And next year's also COVID's canceled, so we're good to go on everything everywhere, right? That's yeah. how it's working, right? Canada's in the middle of canceling COVID right now, so. Apparently. It's weird. Like, even the other day in Crossfield, we we were at baseball. I didn't see this, but we were at Marshall's practice yesterday, and a couple of the people mentioned that on Monday, I believe, or Tuesday, the other day, whatever it was, there was a baseball game happening. I think it was like a U18 baseball, so like grade 11, 12 teams. And there was they were playing another team from another town, and the, the, the stands were packed, and it was just kind of weird to see a bunch of people gathered to watch a sports game and just to have sports again because it's been essentially a year, right? We haven't even, – even at the start of this year, there wasn't any games. It was just yep. – practice and now you're allowed to have games again so i don't know i thought that was i seeing that was kind of like or hearing about it i didn't see it but hearing about it was kind of cool kind of also you know if you don't want to be there just don't go but if you want to take part and want to do things like that you should be able to i know we talked about that last week and we're beating a dead horse but whatever put down the stick yeah i know it uh i i think it's great i think i've been watching like the you know, baseball games, MLB games, um, NHL games, and the stands are packed and it's fun to see it. It makes me, you know, really start to realize that, you know, life's kind of going back to somewhat some sort of a sense of normalcy. So, so I haven't watched, yeah, I haven't watched any from this, for a from this, time. uh, this period, but question, uh, you guys, if you guys have watched them, was Montreal playing in Vegas for these first two games? Is that where it was? Uh, yeah, I think they so, did. Yeah. So, so yeah. obviously that was their first chance having fans and flying. Now they're going back to Montreal. Well, Montreal's was the first Canadian team to throw some fans into to the have stands. some. I know, but are they going to have? Yeah, they already. Kinda, when they yeah. go back, do you know how many they're going to have? Have they said, or do you guys know? Or I'm not sure. Okay, it's either way. It's going to be. Yeah, I don't know. If they would have played in Montreal first, I think. Vegas would have lost both of those games because they would have been like, what the fuck back to no fans. This sucks. And, and then, but now they're going back. Montreal had a little taste of having a full arena and now they're going back home and it's going to be, I think it might be rough for both of them. And Montreal got a game out of Vegas. So. Oh, I know. Oh, absolutely. They, they, yeah, they sure did. I, I just kind of surprised to be honest. I didn't think they were going to get a game, but I was kind of, I was thinking there was a, you know, a little bit of a possibility there. So, I'm pretty stoked to see it. Dude, I I hope Carey Price stands on his fucking head and steals it. Yeah. Oh man, I want to see Scory Perry just like pop <laughs> off, piss so many people what, off, uh, including myself. The gremlin. You, you hate that guy because he played in Anaheim for so long, right? Is that why you hate him? Because he's he's a he's a he's a, he's kind of like a Marchand. He kind of talks a lot. Well, I mean, he's he he doesn't just talk a lot. Like he's a he's a pest. So physically, he's a pest too. Um, and like he's he's done some borderline stuff. I would say Marshawn's definitely worse than Perry, but Perry's always like right on the edge. And you know, if he's not on your team, you're really just. And if he is on your team, you, you fucking him. love him. 
He's a he's a oh, he's yeah. an in your face, strong net presence, behind the play chippy kind of player. Um I'd say Marshand, I was just gonna say though, Marshand I think has cleaned up his game a lot. And I'm I yep. used to be a big fucking like I hated Marshand, obviously eleven Canucks uh, playoffs, but he uh he's significantly cleaned up his play and that motherfucker can play hockey, man. Like watching, yeah, watching Pasternak, uh, Bergeron, and Marchand play together sometimes, and the, the plays that they're able to make in tight spaces is actually fucking impressive. So, I mean, they're you know they're they're premier players. So I'm, well, I don't know why that surprises me, but they're just they they're really fucking good hockey players. So uh, I got up to yeah, Montreal yeah. though. I just looked it up. Quebec Health Minister Christian Dubé made an announcement on Twitter Tuesday. Amazing how the Health Minister Ooh. of Quebec makes his announcement via Twitter. The world we live in. Uh, anyways, a maximum of 3,500 people will be allowed to attend home games for round three of the playoffs, up from 2,500. This mo- new measure comes into effect Thursday and applies to both festivals and other culture happenings, both indoors and outdoors. So Ooh. they'll have 3,500 people in the stands for game three and four. So three and a half out of, oh, yeah. what, 18, 20 that can fit in that in the Bell Center? Yeah. Well, they have Probably to. Probably 20, closer to 20. Yeah. Hey, that's. Could you imagine the uh, the optics if uh, if we had zero? You, know, you have neighboring countries, and one has full stands, and the other has nothing. It's going to look like that because. <laughs> the... Well, I mean, but but yeah, the, well, the, the optics right now are are like. Now let's just remember a year ago, and we don't. We're not going to get into the politics of it, but in April 2020, we in Canada were making fun of the states for how fucking shitty they were doing quote unquote and how their numbers just kept going up and up and up and and things were so bad and they were handling it so wrong and we were handling it right like people kept commenting oh man about, i was freaking out about uh, canada but that was just well yeah me. you and the other people who follow the fish the fiscal policy um but well and the restrictions i don't follow that i i did and i thought it was anyway that, we're not talking about that right now uh, but <laughs> no. the, the difference the difference being the perception of how Canada and the world handled it versus how a lot of the states did. Now, don't get me wrong. It wasn't even a lot of the states. It was certain areas that got got noticed. But now we're, the tables have fucking turned completely. And it's and now we're like the laughingstock of, of basically anybody who has, knows anything about sports or entertainment or anything that that has crowds gathered and it's just kind of, I don't know, feels, I think it feels a bit shitty personally. I know, I know I don't have any control over it, but it's just, you know, a part of me feels kind of like, meh, this sucks. How come we can't go do things, but it's, it's changing. We'll get there. Yeah. I, I, uh, this is a, just a fun fact for you. As of, as of yesterday, uh, the United States has, 44.6% 44.6% of its population fully vaccinated. And what's Canada? That's 146 million people have been vac- have been fully vaccinated in the States. And think of how much money Pfizer's making off of right? this. Yeah, no yeah. doubt. Yeah, who negotiates the price? Nobody. Them. They just set the price. Yeah, and the government's like, Hah. here you go. How many? Uh, 14, 14.9% of Canadians have been fully vaccinated. 5.6 people. 5.6 million? 5.6 million people. Yeah. yeah sorry. Uh, yeah. Which I've, I've heard our numbers, like our, our, our curve is, is high, is very, very high right now for, yeah. uh, for people getting vaccinated, like per whatever oh, population basis. You, you, but, you look at the curve, you look at the curve of the last month and a half and our numbers have gone, it's, it is going way, 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 way up. But which is nice, but yeah, it's still, it's still, you know, I don't know, you know how I feel about Justin Trudeau and yeah. federal government. So yeah, one of these days where we're, we're going to have a fully political episode and then we can pre- <laughs> pre-warn people with that. So they don't have to hear the, they don't have to listen. If they don't want to um, just keep on giving little tasters, little tasters. Just like last week we said, if Dan comes back, we're going to talk about nothing but Bitcoin, which is not going to happen today. Um, yeah, I apparently. did, did want to ask you guys a question. And this is just a random, my dad mentioned it to me and he said, ask Isaac, but whoever else is on the show. Um, did you guys grow up? I, I don't know if Kitimat had, did Kitimat have a McDonald's? No. Did Nelson have a McDonald's? No. 
Did you guys ever have McDonald's as children? Yes. Uh, yeah, when we went to Trail, which was very, very rare. Okay. We went to Terrace, which is not that rare. Yeah, anytime you went big shopping, right? You went to Terrace? Well, Kitimat didn't have... They had two grocery stores and some like some retail stores but nothing really like they had like a really small home home hardware um we had a store a hardware store called wakitas which is a family name and they just had this like crazy uh, anyways um uh, we didn't have we didn't have fuck all for like f- uh, chain restaurants or anything like that until we got eventually they got a subway in at tim hortons i think <clears throat> but uh no, no McDonald's. It was always Terrace. We go to Terrace for Walmart shopping and mall shopping and fast food, A and W and whatnot. But no McDonald's in Terrace, or they did have one in Terrace. Yeah, they they did have McDonald's. Yeah. Did, did you guys have it often? Mm, I'd say whenever we would go to maybe every other time or every few times we'd go to Terrace. Okay. Which wasn't maybe like once every few weeks or a couple weeks. Okay, and the reason I was asking is because I. I Maybe this is the wrong crowd, but I was wondering if you guys ever tried McDonald's pizza. Fuck no. You didn't remember that? Nope. No. Okay. Wrong crowd. <laughs> well, well, Dad, sorry about that. Uh, we'll find some other people to reminisce about McDonald's pizza with me um, on another episode. Sorry, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it was. I was reminiscing it, with my buddy about Pepsi Blue. That, that's I found come that back. today. Yeah, and, it's back. Yeah, I found that yesterday. And um, what we would do is. Um, when we were done school, like we had to go up um, to the middle school to catch the bus to get back out because we lived outside of town. Um, but to take the bus out, like we had to wait uh, basically, you know, almost a whole hour after school was out before the bus showed up. It was kind of brutal. And, uh, you know, we'd find things to do. And one thing that like became like a tradition is we'd go up to the ve- this one vending machine that had Pepsi Blue in it. You wouldn't just drink the Pepsi Blue. I don't know why this is, um, but you would uh, you would open it, you'd drink just a little bit, and you close it, you'd shake it up, and then you'd slowly let all the fizz out, and then you'd drink it. And for some reason, it tasted better like that. I can't tell you why, but <laughs> do you guys remember Orbits? Oh yeah, with the balls, the yeah, floaty balls in there, beads in them. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I remember having one and going this is gross and then the next time i was at the store going i want one and then i got another one and went this is gross <laughs> <laughs> i don't know why the first I'm right time back I, to square one i think the first time it was like oh this is this is gonna be delicious and then you try it and you're like no but maybe the next time you go in it's like maybe this time maybe i had a bad batch but no it just wasn't good and there's a reason it didn't it didn't stick around yeah, that was a no but, for me. Uh, the McDonald's, yeah, they were not. They were the, not good. The McDonald's pizza logo. I just looked it up. So it's uh, it's basically the two Zs are the M's. The McDonald's logo sideways. So it's pretty bad. I do. I do remember the the um, merchandising for it. I do remember that. Yeah, I loved. We we would get it. It was. I don't. Know, we is that, the right, is that the right word? Merchandising. The, what am I trying to? Th- what am I trying to say? Marketing. The marketing that's the fucking word i'm looking for yeah. yeah the marketing for it i guess yeah um but i never had it oh yeah was that a phone yeah i just got uh, i didn't mute my phone apparently and i just got some potential fraud rolling up that's embarrassing phone. right it's okay whatever it was a dope track i should have let it play out a little bit there dope. we go hands down dope is dope all right boys it's uh we wrapping it up yeah, let's wrap her up here. Isaac, you going to give us a code word for the people? Orbit. Orbit. No. Mm. Red ass. Red ass. Yeah. Red ass. Red ass. Red ass orbit. There we go. Well, thank you, Dan, for coming on. Um, hey. Thank you for having me again. <laughs> and I mean, we still have to talk about crypto. So I guess there's another episode somewhere in the future. Yeah, probably not next week. But no. Nah. But yeah, at some point in the future, we'll have some crypto talk and it'll be a blast well sounds good we won't be able to talk about the conspiracy anymore but i'm sure there's more stuff in the future yeah. and then we'll it'll be and fun. then we'll easily move on to mars so and mercury yeah. mercury's in retrograde so yeah. <laughs> all right boys i'll all right. catch you when i catch you sounds good take care now on the flip side bye he will watch you while you're sleeping outside your window he'll be Baby
microphone up in